Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with David Rios from New Hope Church, Las Vegas. And uh, we're going to hear a bit of uh, their mission trip in Australia, what they've been up to in ministry. But let's find out a bit of your story. David, tell us where were you born and raised? All right. Um, I was born and raised actually in um, just a little t- uh, town of an, in Indiana. Um, it was called Goshen, Indiana. So okay. I was born there. Very cool. Yep. And did you have a religious upbringing at all? Um, I did. Actually, I was, was raised uh, Catholic mm-hmm. when I grew up. So I was raised Catholic. Um, but when I was raised Catholic, I never really, um, that was my main thing was I was, I think it was one of those things kind of born into me. So I was just kind of, I was just there, except it was already, yeah. you're born in it. You were, you're in that yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to go to it. Um, I was always the mischievous child. So I always had to be the one that, uh, I never really, uh, my, you know, I would be like the chased out child, you know, the ones cry, the, trouble. Yeah, to yeah. the cry room. Yeah. I was the one that had to go away to the cry room. Okay. So I was, but I just never felt it. I just, you know, I mean, when I grew up Catholic, I kind of um, became very ritualistic with it. I, I knew how, I, you know, became, everything became routine mm-hmm. and I became to the point where I knew I was like, Oh, you know, you got to dress up. You got to, you have to go there and you have to do this. Everything became so routine and so boring for me. Like I, that I, I mean, I knew, G, I knew God and I never, and honest, I never knew Jesus like the way. So like, you know, we'll get more into, it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I knew God and that was it. And, um, just certain parts of the religion of okay. Catholicism. And tell us a bit about your life. What did you do when you finished school? Um, so I went to high school um, and over in Goshen. So I, but I never did finish. Um, I, did, I went to college for a little bit, but that's part of my testimony as well. Um, so I went to college, um, and then that's where I kind of went to. Um, that's the, about the point in my life where I started to um, do more experimenting and stuff like that with like drugs and and alcohol. I started because I, I was pretty active when I was growing up. Like eighteen, I played sports all the way up till I was about in high school, out the end of high school. And then I don't know what it was, but I just kind of steered away. And then um, I started going to uh, college, and that's I, I had a vision. I had a, a goals, you know. I wanted to do psychology. I wanted to do criminal justice. I had goals to go into policing and be de- to become a detective and to deal with people because that was always a passion for me was people. Um, so I, but I just you know I mean things happen in life, and I ended up uh, take I I ended up steering the wrong way, and I you know I ended up I was blessed with a daughter, um, and I did have a daughter. So I have a daughter. She's fifteen. But during that time when I went to college, um, that's when I kind of steered away. And that's where I kind of got more into drugs and I started to um, just started having more living more of, I guess, a dark life. Um, Like I said, I always put I I could put on a front and I could be happy and I'm usually friendly. I am a happy person. Um, But, you know, that's the time in my life where I was um, it was it was a tough time in my life. And what did you do after college? I went to college um, as far as I could. Um, I made it through um, just like a couple years. Like I said, I had a daughter, so I was working a couple jobs. Um, I was working, and then, like I said, alcohol was definitely a big factor. Um, so I was, you know, it had ruined uh, jobs that I had. 
Um, those, like I said, as part of my, like my testimony was just how alcohol had ruined a lot of stuff in my life. Um, so I was living, um, with my daughter's mom in Indiana. And, um, so going to college, working a couple jobs, um, I kind of put that aside and I started to more or less just, um, focus more on just, uh, the party scene. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really a party, like party per se, like going out to like clubs or anything like that, but I would still drink and uh mm. you know i still had the uh sexual immorality the pornography was in there i still had the drinking which i know that played majority of all of that in my life and um because i mean but that was like i said i would just it was a dark part of yeah. my life and how did you end up in las vegas so that was uh so i guess i had a tough time uh, being um in indiana so i was uh off and on in a relationship with my daughter's mom and she was from originally from Chicago. And so I moved to Chicago and that's where I had, um, I probably one of my darkest type, my toughest times in life. Honestly, it was one of my toughest times in life where we would fight a lot. And she, I, I mean, I wasn't a very confrontational person, but I was raised to, you know, like not be very confrontational with women, but I was in a, first, I was in a very uh, domestic relationship where she would hit and she would come at me and hit me and, um, so I was living in Chicago at the time, didn't know anybody. My family had moved to Las Vegas four years prior to when I was uh, there. I was by myself and I ended up actually living like um, by myself in Chicago on the street for a little bit. Mm. Um, I was actually um, working a job and by myself and just living on the street mm. and wow. in a car. And it was just like I said, it was tough. Um, but like at that, that time, and like, I mean, I knew that God was still with me and I, and I wasn't like, like I said, I told you earlier, I was raised Catholic. I knew God and I knew of him and I would still pray. And I could, I, God just is so good. Cause he, I knew I had angel and he had been with me and he had been watching me still. And, mm -hmm. um, so I was pretty, I was pretty down and my parents were, I was living out of hotels cause they would help supply me with some money and stuff. And, and they knew my situation, but I told them I was, I had pride for, I had pride. I didn't want to. You know, I just was like, I can be, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Um, so then finally I just, they're like, you just come out here to Vegas and we'll take, you know, you can come in here and you can uh, live with us until you get situated in your life. So I moved, I just, I just up and left every single thing that I had. And I just, I just left and I just came here to Vegas. And what and, did you do in Vegas? What, did you have a job? Or? Yeah. So yeah. when I came to Vegas, I mean, it was, uh, like I said, it was kind of different because I moved away from that situation, put my past aside. Um, and then I came to Vegas, and so when I was here, um, man, and the way God just he blesses, like I, I was here, and I had gotten one job real quick. It was kind of a cooking job. It didn't work out too much. Um, ended up losing. I didn't lose it, but they were like made cutbacks. So they made cutbacks in that. And then I ended up going to. Um, I ended up getting blessed with like a manager trainee job at a sporting goods store. So I actually got blessed with that. Just, um, I was, I just moved to Vegas. So just the blessing that Lord had on me for that. And I ended up becoming, um, a manager there and I made it, um, I made it through eight years, nine years of store management. So I ended up becoming a store manager with the sporting goods store. Tell us the moment you came to Christ. All right. So the moment that I came to Christ, um, like I said, so I was still, I was still, uh, carried a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff with me. Um, and a lot of like, obviously I still wasn't, um, fully with Christ all the way, um, at all. And I still, um, was not going to church. I was still kind of like, 
man, you know, I was, I, I still, cause you know, what I think it is, I still had a burden from my parents and stuff, not wanting, cause I still felt like, well, if you're not going to, you know, Catholic church, then, you know, then what, you know, I was like a trap. Like, what do I go to then? I don't, I didn't know anything else. So I was, um, so I was like, you know what? And I was going through so much stuff and I was just still drinking to the point where it was just very, it was very bad. Um, I would pass out, you know, drinking and, um, that was my resort. So I had a friend that would, uh, that basically came to me and I was, I think it was God seek because I did go to like Christian school. I went to Christian school. I wanted to go to Christian, uh, um, churches. I was like, what is this Christian? I, I, cause I knew about denominations and stuff like that, how there's different denominations. And I was like, I don't want to be a denomination. I had something inside of me that I was like, there's something more. Mm. You shouldn't have to be in a denomination to know Jesus Christ, mm. to know him mm. and to have a relationship with him. I mean, there's, there's more to this. And I, I mean, so I started going to one and I checked out one church and it was cool, but, um, and I definitely liked it. I liked the atmosphere. It was definitely different than Catholic because I mean, over being a Catholic, I mean, it was, it was so, um, like very, uh, everything was so calm. Everything was so ritualistic. Everything was the same stuff. Um, but then I got there I got to experience it. Um, the worship was different. Everything was different. The atmosphere was different. But then I, so like I said, I had a friend that I knew at work. He invited me to go to New Hope, Las Vegas. He's like, hey, check it out. You'll love it. It's a really cool atmosphere. Um, it, it friendly, super friendly. And I'm like, you know, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I'll give it a try. When we're like, you know, you, everybody, you get to that point where you're like, well, what else do you have to lose? I'm going to check it out. So I go to New Hope. And man, so I go there and it's good. It was, it was really cool. I mean, it was probably, oh man, it was, but the thing is, it wasn't God at first. He was there and he was there and the atmosphere was amazing and I loved it. And, um, so at that point, so in 2016, that's when I got there. So he had brought me there and, uh, 2016, um, and it only took a couple. I mean, I, when he finally had called me, it only took me a little bit before he actually had called me for salvation. And I literally, I mean, it was one of those moments where you're just, he, you put your head down, you put your, and he put your hand up and then and, and you go up and you, and you bring him in into mm. your life. And it's just a man. And then from that point on, it was just, it was, uh, it was just God inside of me and he was just, he used me. And, um, my thing was, is just to have the passion for him, mm. the passion for Jesus and to have that love for him. At that point, I became baptized. No, not much longer than that. And then that's when I truly, truly became, uh, if you want to know what it means to be cleansed by God and to have those, those sins washed away mm. because I was, uh, I was still, I, I still had accepted, accepted Christ. I had received salvation. Um, but I mean, it was one of those things where I was still drinking a little bit, still drinking heavily, but it's until I finally was in worship one day and I was just worshiping, worshiping, worshiping. And I is in tune with him. And I was just like, you, Lord, you know, and I give it to you, Father, and just cleanse me, please, and just purify me. And he just came in. And I mean, it was it's almost instantly. And but that was and I was baptized. So I was baptized. And um, that's when the cleansing came and I gave myself to him. And the cleansing came and all my stuff, just weights lifted off my shoulder. I knew there was so, all that baggage that I had, it was inside of me, was gone. And it was just, I mean, it was like, I, you know, he is the God that can cleanse anything and he can do it with, whether he wants to do it instantly or he wants to do it um, in time through different people in your life. But 
I mean, I can tell you, right. I mean, it's been two years since I've been sober and I haven't had a drink. I mean, there was points where I could count on my hand where I hadn't had a drink or that I hadn't had a drink. Mm. The days I was pretty much, I would drink every single day, mm. every single day. And I mean, he had cleansed me to the point where I don't even think about alcohol. I don't think about, I mean, I would say probably alcohol, which actually led to the sexual immorality mm. in my life, which I mean, that cleansed everything. He cleansed everything. So you left that spirit and got into the right kind of spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit, (laughs) and I'm telling you, yeah, that's the thing. Once the Holy Spirit gets into you Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit's invited in and you have surrendered everything to Jesus and, man, and then the Holy Spirit is is powerful. And, mate, tell us a bit about your life now. You're Mm -hmm. married? That's another thing I was, I was always, you know, in my life, I had, had a family, like my mom and my dad have been together since high school. My brother met his wife in high school. I was always that black sheep in the family, never had anybody. I was always that straggler. Mm. That's what kind of hurt me the most sometimes too. And I was just crying, you know, I was just like, Lord, if there's somebody for me, you know, could you find him, you know, and I would ask and ask and ask and, you know, it just never happened. And I came to New Hope Las Vegas and. Um, got involved with missions, which was, a, which is, a, that's me like all the way, because I mean, I love people and I want to go out and I want to just speak to people as much mm. as I can. Mm. And I want to be, and I know that the Lord wants to use my voice out there in the world. So, mm. but I, so I ended up um, going to, uh, getting involved in missions and man, when the Lord speaks to you and he tells you that somebody's for you, it's, it's just, it's amazing because I mean, I met, uh, the most amusing, the amazing girl through the missions that goes to actually church with me. And um, since then, we've been, like, inseparable. So yeah. I definitely can see my future with her. And oh, so you're not married yet? Not married oh, yet. Oh, okay. Not married yet. Okay. So God willing, it's going to be soon. You engaged Not yet. Not really. yet. Oh, I jumped the gun. It needs Sorry. to be soon. It needs to be. But you just prophesied it. So <laughs> then, no, but, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to happen. And yeah, it's wonderful to see your passion and zeal. I heard you preaching at the soup kitchen the other day. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first time you've ever preached. It is. And I was like, wow, I thought you were like a professional preacher, like yeah. pastor or something, but <laughs> you just preach the gospel and, yeah. and people come to Christ, two people recommitted themselves yeah. to the Lord and uh, it's just been wonderful to be able to have you out here in Australia. Yeah. I know there's been about 30 people come to Christ oh, already man, on the trip crazy. and uh, you guys are passionate to go out and win souls on the streets and yeah. you're praying for people, you're doing your dancing, yeah. you're going to schools and... Uh, sharing your testimonies. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful to be able to connect with you guys. Yes. And uh, if people want to search you up, they can look up New Hope Las Vegas yes. on uh, on Google and, and on social media. Uh, you guys have got a great heart for God. And I know you reach out to the homeless in Las mm-hmm. Vegas as well. Yes, I do. Do a lot of great work like that. So uh, great to hear testimony today, mate. I reckon yeah. you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt. Mm-hmm. God bless. God bless you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history. History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. 
If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.